Hey there, Lisa Schwartz here. Welcome to my podcast, Teach and Talk with Lisa, where we are unpacking biblical principles with everyday words and applying them to our everyday lives. So to quickly review episode one, we talked about uh, how I met the Holy Spirit and the hunger that I had to really understand what it looked like to live a life of power and demonstration and to go beyond just information, teaching with wise and persuasive um, teaching. Then we talked about um, Jesus and how he met the Holy Spirit and the baptism of the Holy Spirit that came upon him at his baptism and then how he breathed the Holy Spirit into the disciples and then the Holy Spirit coming upon the disciples. Um, and then we talked about how the disciples went and then ministered the baptism of the Holy Spirit, not just to the Jews, but also to the Gentiles teaching us and reminding us that the Holy Spirit has been made available to you and I, that God doesn't want us to just have the infilling of the Holy Ghost, but he wants the Holy Spirit to come upon us, that we would function under power, that we would function under the unction of the Holy Spirit. And then I gave you my personal testimony of when I began speaking in tongues and when I received that gift and when it was loosed and the surrender that it took um, in order for me to really just release that gifting. Again, teaching you that the baptism of the Holy Spirit really isn't a mechanic. It's really about a surrender. It's not um, It's not something that can really just, there's not like a process of, of receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but rather coming into the belief that God has something more for you and then surrendering to his power and to his Holy Spirit and allowing his presence to come upon you. And then we talked about how I received the gift of healing, just kind of having some fun, reminiscing with you, sharing with you, being very honest, being very real of things that I, at the time, wasn't sure of, um, feeling like my whole theology was being shaken, but really allowing the Holy Spirit to disciple me through that process. More than anything throughout this entire series, I'm going to continue to reiterate let the word of God be your authority. Allow the Holy Spirit to teach you. Um, be willing to go back to the word. In fact, you must go back to the word. Let the word of God teach you. Be willing to say, well, listen, I'm going to quiet what I've been taught my whole life, and I'm going to press into the word of God. I'm going to press into the spirit, and I'm going to let him teach me for such a time as this that I can come into the greater works of the Holy Spirit. So I, I'm going to pick up where I left off in talking about uh, the gift of healing. When I received that gift and I began to minister to people the first couple of times when I uh, felt that power and the presence, the Holy Spirit, the unction of God just resting in my in the palms of my hand. I told you I began to just uh, minister to people and they just came under the power of the Spirit and people just in a moment just began to just enter into a greater level of supernatural deliverance, supernatural healing, things that people were worked their entire life to try and manage, they were now getting set free from. And, and from that place, I began living um, at a totally different level, having an understanding of the importance of the demonstration of the spiritual move, of living um, under the importance of not just teaching and giving information, but that I was really allowing God to teach me that it was important not to just give information when I was teaching, but to also accompany that teaching with a demonstration, with evidence that the Spirit was really beginning to move and that the Spirit was real for people. 
Um, today I was teaching in my class and we were going through Acts chapter 10 and it was when um, Peter went to Cornelius' house in, in Joppa and he uh, ministered the baptism of the Holy Spirit. In fact, the word of God says that he uh, was teaching about this Jesus and then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit moved into the place and he ministered the baptism of the Holy Spirit and all of the Gentiles began to speak in tongues and that that tongues was the evidence that the Jews in the place needed to say, oh my gosh, the same thing that happened to us, the same thing that God gave to us, the same evidence that we had that the Holy Spirit was moving upon us with power and was in a supernatural way was now happening for the Gentiles. And I say that to say that that was the evidence that the Holy Spirit was upon them. So it's easy for us to say, oh, I received Jesus as my Savior and I've been saved. Or I've now received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and I have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But I want to talk to you about where the evidence is at. Where is the evidence of, of, of us as a people of God? What kind of display are we giving to people who are watching what kind of hunger are we stirring up in their lives by saying, look, this is the kind of life I get to live because I am functioning under the unction of the Holy Spirit. Now I'm talking about moving past just the passion that will drive us, the motivation that will drive us, the knowledge that will drive us, and going into the supernatural power that will not just drive us, but will see us all the way through a thing. And this is so important to me because I, and I'm going to be talking a little bit on the next episode about not just signs, miracles, and wonders of healing and deliverance and speaking in tongues, but the sign, miracle, and wonder of character and attribute changes. And so these are the evidence that we want to be living. One of the things I said today in my class was we spend so much time looking for evidence that we forget that we're supposed to be the evidence. I'm going to say that again. Sometimes as believers, we spend so much time looking for evidence, looking for evidence that God is moving in my life, looking for evidence um, from God to confirm a direction in my life. When God is saying, no, 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 I have given it to you that you would be the evidence, that you would function under the unction of the Holy Spirit, and there would be a demonstration in your life on a regular basis a sign, a miracle, and a wonder to those around you that you don't live according to your own flesh, but you live under the unction of the Holy Spirit. So God was introducing me to signs, miracles, and wonders, and the ability to shatter demons. That's all the way back to the very beginning when we talked about 1 John 3, 8, that it was for this purpose that the Son of Man was manifested, that he might shatter the, the works of the devil. And God was teaching me in this moment, look, Lisa, there are some things that you have learned very well to cope with. You have learned very well how to manage your depression. You have learned very well how to deal with your panic anxiety attacks. I had gotten very good at some coping skills. I come into place in my life when I learned how to cope, I learned how to manage. I could push through a lot of that with mental per perseverance, um, with tenacity. I would just keep myself busy. Um, I would keep myself distracted so that I didn't have to sit 
and those emotions. And so I learned how to manage them. But God was introducing me to the power that was available to me through the unction of the Holy Spirit to walk in deliverance of those demons. Jesus did not die on a cross. He did not shed his blood on a cross that we would simply manage our demons. He died on a cross. He shed his blood for you and I that we would be utterly delivered, set free from our demons. No longer, not no longer tasking ourselves mentally and emotionally, tired of trying to cope with those demons in our life. So it was a game changer for me when I began to understand, when we talked about Jesus, how he came in the deity of God, he came in the person of God, he carried the identity of God, but he left his position and he left his power. And, and it was for this purpose that he was 100% man, 100% God. But when the Holy Spirit came upon him, the miraculous works that he functioned in was because of the anointing of the Holy Spirit that came upon him. It was a game changer when I began to realize that because the Bible says that the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead is the same spirit that lives and breathes in you and I and quickens our mortal spirit, quickens, brings back to life the dead places in our mortality, brings back to life the, the depression into light, the sadness into joy. It's going to bring those things back to life. The same spirit that Jesus needed in order to be able to function in the supernatural destruction of demons is the same spirit that comes upon you and I. This is a game changer. In Acts 10.38, it says, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who then went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Jesus received the anointing of the Holy Ghost, the unction, the smearing of God. The anointing means to be smeared with, to be smeared with oil. The oil represents the anointing, the unction, the Holy Spirit. He was smeared with the Holy Spirit that came upon him. And it is the same spirit that came upon Jesus that is upon you and I that gives us the unction to live a life that demonstrates that we are different. We are not a people who are going to manage our lives. We are people who are going to walk in total freedom. I need you to get this because I want you to walk in the next level of freedom. Because until you can do it for you, you cannot do it for people around you. And God was wanting me to learn how to destroy the demons in my own mind, in my own heart, the demon of depression, the demon of anger, the demon of panic, anxiety, the demon of dread that would come upon me when I would just dread getting out of bed, the, the demon of hopelessness. He wanted me to learn how to, to absolutely walk in victory and freedom over those demons so that I could minister that to other people. Ultimately, what God was doing was he was preparing me for my own ministry. You have a ministry. It, it doesn't have to be in Africa. It doesn't have to be in the third world. It doesn't have to be like I have in crazy ministries where you're housing homeless people and you're helping them come out of whatever it is they're stuck in. 
You have a ministry in your home. You have a ministry in your yard. You have a ministry in your neighborhood. You have a ministry at your job. You are called to the ministry. The Bible says that we are ambassadors for Christ, called to the ministry of reconciliation. And reconciliation means I'm going to be I'm going to be brought into a right place, not just positionally through salvation, but through the power and the unction of the Holy Spirit, my mind and my emotion is going to be brought into reconciliation with the wholeness and the freedom that God died to set us free of. That's exactly, it's going back to 1 John 3, 3, 8 again. It is for this purpose that the Son of Man was manifested, to shatter the demons. And I want you to walk in that. So it was a game changer when I recognized, oh wait, the same spirit that was upon Jesus is the same spirit that is in me and quickens my mortal spirit. In Luke 4, 18, Jesus said of himself, quoting from Isaiah 61, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Listen to that again. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. For what? The spirit of the Lord is upon me and he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Talking, giving information, giving, uh, giving a verbal understanding of the gospel. But he has also sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and to recover the sight of the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. It goes on. If you read in Isaiah 61, it's talking about all of the anointing encompasses. The idea of restoration, restoring things from your past, bringing you into the double portion. The idea of healing your heart, deliverance, setting the captives free, bringing you into the favor of the Lord, the acceptance of the Lord. These are the things that Jesus was anointed to do. And the same anointing that was on Christ Jesus is upon you and I. I'm trying, I'm trying to get you to get this because I think a lot of times... We're waiting on God to do what he's given us the power to do through the Holy Spirit. Remember, I've said a couple of times now that it was a risky proposition that Jesus would leave and he would entrust the gospel to a bunch of men. But the reality is his faith wasn't in the man. His faith was in the spirit that would come upon the man. So I'm not asking you to have more faith in you. I'm asking you to consider the faith that you get to have in the unction of the Holy Spirit upon you. So a lot of times we try and pull ourselves up and say, oh, I just need to get it together. I need to have more faith. I need to recognize my strengths. I need to recognize my gifts. That's a little bit off. It's more about recognizing the anointing of the gifts of God upon me, the strengths that God has given to me through the unction of the Holy Spirit, not having a faith in me, but having a faith in the spirit of God that is upon me. This is what I'm talking about. So in Mark 3, 4, 5, and 6, we see a little bit of kind of the progressive, we're looking at the life of Christ. Where in Mark chapter 3, he calls the disciples to come and follow him. In Mark chapter 4, he gives these parables where he says the kingdom of heaven is like this. He preaches the gospel verbally. But then immediately in Mark chapter 5, we see him say, now it's time for signs, miracles, and wonders. And what we learn from this is that Jesus is saying, I'm not going to just preach the word, but I'm going to preach the word and I'm going to follow it up with evidence with a sign. Just like when Peter preached the word and then he followed it up with the evidence of the speaking in tongues. There was that evidence of 
something supernatural, something beyond just information being released out into the, out into the air. And then, so in Mark chapter 5, we see where he uh, ministers the deliverance of the legion of demons. He heals the woman with the issue of blood, and he restores life to Jairus' daughter. So what we see here is salvation being ministered through the teaching of the word, healing, de deliverance, healing, and restoration. A lot of people might call that the four, part, the four parts of the gospel. Uh, the Four Square Church, Amy Simple McPherson. Uh, that's where she got the Four Square Church from, saying that salvation is, is just a quarter of the gospel, that the rest comes through the unction of the Holy Spirit. We receive salvation, but then the unction and the power, the baptism of the Holy Spirit brings us into healing, deliverance, and restoration. And so this is what we're talking about in here. And so Jesus always confirmed the word with a sign. There was always a demonstration. Then when he goes on to give the Great Commission, well, let me back up here. Mark chapter 6, he goes on and the Bible says that he laid hands on the disciples and said, Now I want you to go and do it as well. And in Mark chapter 6, it says that the disciples went on to not just preach about Jesus, but they actually just healed, uh, ministered healing and deliverance. And so they actually ministered signs and miracles before they even were verbally talking about salvation. And so there was evidence that the Messiah was here on earth and there was a supernatural move that was going on and was being released here on earth through Jesus and the spirit that was upon him. The Bible says in Mark chapter 16, we hear this all the time. I've kind of mentioned it throughout this entire series. Um, it says, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. These signs will follow those who believe. Now let's be honest. Sometimes we follow signs. We're looking for signs from God. And God says, I want you to act on faith. I want you to believe me and signs will follow you. I believe that's what the psalmist means when he says, angels of goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Because there will be a releasing of grace and mercy that comes out of my life that follows me because I'm functioning on faith. It goes on and it says, in my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. If they drink of anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. He's giving all of these signs that will follow. Those of us come, who come into salvation we should be living a life that is that has evidence of signs. So then, after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven, and he sat down at the right hand of God. And they, meaning the disciples, went out and preached, preached, gave information, talked about Jesus, preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through accompanying signs. So we have just, we often see just the word being taught, but where are the signs? Where's the confirmation of the word? Where's the movement of the spirit, the demonstration, the evidence that our world needs that we serve a God who is supernatural? That is what I'm talking about in this entire series. I want to teach not just by talking and giving information. I am learning to teach by, yes, giving information, talking about what the word says, and then saying, okay, now 
it's time for a demonstration. For those of you who have ever come to my house meetings, whether you live in Cincinnati, whether you're in Illinois, whether you're in Kansas, whether you're in Texas, it doesn't matter. When you come to my, my house meetings, those are set up to cultivate the Holy Spirit to begin to move in the room. And there's sometimes a brief teaching that's given, but more so we're learning through demonstration. We're just watching, giving room and watching the Spirit minister. Listen, the same weapon that Jesus had, you have. The same weapon to bring order into chaos, to heal the broken, to deliver demons, to restore brokenness, to restore joy. The same weapon that Jesus had, you have. I have. And it is time that we stop fearing the weapon and we start receiving the weapon. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit and say, I want to be weaponized against the demons around me because the Holy Spirit is upon me and I am learning how to function under the unction of the power of God. God has offered this to you. He has offered it to me. And the greater your surrender, the greater the release. I'm going to say that again. The greater your surrender to the Holy Spirit, the greater the release. Because I guarantee you, the one thing that's going to get in the way of the supernatural beginning to move in your life, through your life, around your life, is your mind is going to get in the way. You're going to get in the way. Your emotions are going to get in the way. Your neighbor's going to get in the way. Everybody else's opinion is going to get in the way. Your religion is going to get in the way. Come on. And you've got to be able to say, look, the Holy Spirit, I trust you. And if you go with me, I'll go anywhere you lead me. I surrender my life to you. And the greater the surrender, the greater the release. And remember me saying this to you. It will cost you things. Remember John 21 when he said, Today you gird yourself up. You go where you want to go. But soon one will come that will gird you and will take you where you don't want to go. The Holy Spirit will lead you where fear will keep you from going. The Holy Spirit will lead you places where you only thought you could go, imagined you would go, you will really will become your reality because the Holy Spirit will be guiding you and filling you with an unction and you will begin to experience a supernatural courage to be bold and go where you wouldn't have gone in your own flesh. You will be led where you often don't want to go in your flesh, but your spirit is dying to go there. If we're honest with ourselves, we all, well, we all have a purpose. We know this. But if we're honest with ourselves, if we let ourselves dream, our dreams are so big and we are so afraid to dream big. But if you allow yourself to dream with the Holy Spirit, he will take you into the depths of your dreams. But we have learned, we have become afraid to even dream because we're afraid of failing that dream. And if you try to get through that dream on your own strength, you will fail or you'll get there exhausted. I'm just going to say that again. You might get there. You might see yourself all the way through on your own strength, on your own intellect, on your own gifts. But when you get there, you're going to be exhausted. When you get to the finish line of something and you accomplish something, you should be celebrating and saying, that was fun. I'm ready to do it again. If you get to the end of the finish line, you're like, oh my gosh, that's exhausting. 
I need 30 days, I need a break. You can bet yourself that you probably got yourself there on your own strength. Because when it's of God, you will feel an energy at the finish line. You won't fall down and be like, I just need 30 days, I need a break, I need a rest. Look, that's when we know we're starting to function on, under the unction of our flesh and not under the unction of the Holy Spirit. So I want you to be, remember that you have the same weapon that Jesus has had. The only secret of power, the only secret of power here is the Holy Ghost. My desire is to demystify. We, we make it like, oh, they're an anointed minister. Oh, they have the gift of healing. Oh, and we've made it so mysterious and they have this anointing. So do you. And I want to demystify the works of God. The, the, the tip, the trick, the key is the Holy Ghost. It's all God. We need to stop acting like it's the minister. It's not. It's not Lisa Schwartz laying her hands on you that releases healing. It's the Holy Ghost flowing through a surrendered vessel that is ministering healing to you. I love the words of Catherine Kuhlman. She used to say, when I minister, I am not doing it. God is. And she said, I'm just merely spectating. And I love that. I love that. While I want to demystify, I want to demystify the work of the Holy Ghost for you. I want you to embrace that the same spirit that was on Christ Jesus is in you. The same anointing that I flow under is upon you through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I want you to consider that you also are called to function in signs, miracles, and wonders. Signs, miracles, and wonders. No longer looking for evidence around you, but being the evidence that people need to see that we serve a supernatural God. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can also find me on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, or you can check out my other podcast show, Enforcing Purpose with Lisa Schwartz. For general information or resources, head to my website at www.lisa-schwartz.com. Thanks for listening. 